what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are Agree to disagree. <laughs> okay, moving on, moving on. Well, make it fun. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chick Chat here on the Mesh.tv podcast network. We are so happy to have you. Jeanette, happy birthday. It's like a couple days Thank late, but happy birthday. Thank you. How was it? What'd you do? How, how <sighs> obliterated did you get at the club? <laughs> You know, my Wednesday night kickback, <laughs> it was a normal mom work day for me. So, no, I did actually take the day off and spent some time just getting pampered, hey. um, spending some me time. But then after that was over, it was back to mom duty. So we didn't really do much. We'll probably combine Valentine's Day and my birthday and probably do a little something over the weekend. So nice. I extend it. I make them well, feel guilty for it being on a week, on a <laughs> At least you got a little bit of you time though. That counts. I did. Yeah, it does. Well, good. I'm so glad. Needed, Happy yeah. birthday. I hope it was Thank nice you. and that it continues to be. And yes, speaking of, we got Valentine's day coming up. Um, uh, my daughter <laughs> got invited to a boy's house to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, oh. I know like, not for like a Super Bowl party, like to hang out like with his family to watch the Super Bowl. Oh, wait. So it's like a mm-hmm. a boy invite family. Oh, it's not like I'm having people over. No, no. It's like not like one hey, of the people. I'm having a Super Bowl party. It's not that at all. It's like the Super Bowl is going to be on the TV. Did you want to come over and hang out? And watch it with me. And probably sit on the same couch next to each other yeah oh, well, oh, good no. luck with that. Them- i know we've got kids that age now i i wasn't ready i'm not ready it's happening it's, it's happening i'm glad it's happening to you first so you can give me some advice <laughs> girl i the other day i had to like look at her she asked me something about i don't want to say like drama going on at school but teenage stuff right like about kids at school. And she asked me something and then was like, well, what do I do? And I am immediately was like, kind of, I guess, like I was very glazed over look, if you will. And she was like, mom, what do I do? And I was like, listen, I have been a parent for exactly the amount of time that you are old. So everything that you're throwing at me is first timer, like first time problems. You're going to have to give me like five minutes to process this. And then I will give you an answer, but everything you're going through for the first time. So am I as a parent, I can tell you what teenage Mary Margaret did, but you know what? I don't want to. Did you, do you ever catch yourself? Like I'm first of all, I'm glad that, sounds like your daughter and my daughter are both very open with us, very honest. I love it. But sometimes we're, you know, pick her up from school and we're riding home and she tells me about the events of the day. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) this is why I probably should not have hung out with anybody during high school. Cause I feel like it's all coming back to haunt me. Like it's, 
and it's and it's so different now. It's so strange it with how they communicate and how they how they like not just communicate, but like how they interpret things that one person says or does. There's all these little symbols on social media, like signs. You know, if you have a picture that's your whole face. That means one thing. If it's half a face, that means another thing. If it's oh, I don't know this. Oh goodness, yes, that's that's like an ongoing topic okay, of now. I have to do some investigation. Done. Yeah, like if you're Ugh. texting people, right, and you send pictures, or if you have social media that allows that, like DMing through Instagram, or if you're sending Snapchats or anything like that that involves a picture, there's like codes for it. You know, if you're just like chill, like you don't really, you're just sending it to everybody on your list. It's like a, here's what I'm doing during the day text. You're, you're, you're snapping a picture of your living room with your dog on the floor, something like that. But if you like the person, you actually show some of your face. If you show the whole face, then I mean, you might as well get engaged soon. Oh. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's weird. You know, I'll tell, I'll tell her like, oh, do this, like send this picture. That would be funny. And she's like, oh, no, no, what? this doesn't mean. Yeah. There's, it's so bizarre. I don't get it. And no. then she gets super, you know, worked up. Like if people, like if a certain boy, they, they, they text and chat all the time on the phone all the time. I mean, no phone calls. Cause that's absurd, but texting. Right. Chatting, yeah. <laughs> Who actually uses the phone? So they don't talk, talk, but then at school, it's like, they, you know, barely know each other. Like people don't so weird. acknowledge that if you guys are, you know, like each other. So, it kind of makes me miss the days. I mean, yeah, it would have been cool when we were in high school to like bypass the whole parents answering the phone thing. But I kind of wish that landlines were still a thing. And when people called my house, I had to answer the phone, ask who's calling and then say, yes, yes here. And then say, hey, you've been on the phone for quite a while. Let's get off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now our no. kids have their own phone with their own number. I mean. And they don't use it I'm for calling. Oh, They're no, nobody texting. calls. Yeah. The only person they call and FaceTime is family. That's it. <laughs> like, so it, you know, and the FaceTime usually happens when I ask them, like, yes, please absolutely. FaceTime this person, you know, like your yeah. grandmother or your aunt or whatever, right. right? But otherwise, it's like they're sending stupid memes and TikToks and videos and stuff to their friends and then texting and all. It's keeping it's snaps, so snap, Snapchat streaks, whatever that is. I, it is, it is a daily, daily education that I'm getting. Well, and listen, I'm going to be coming to you for advice because I'm with you. Teenage Jeanette would have a completely different, I'd have to remind myself that I'm not her anymore. I have to be responsible right. and give sound <laughs> advice yes. that won't get somebody in trouble or just yes. make it worse. So I'm like, well, so okay. here's what's well, funny is that, so I met my husband in seventh grade, eighth grade, basically. Okay. We, I mean, we weren't like dating or anything, you know, but then we went to high school together as well. And in high school, you know, 
we kind of each ran with a couple different crowds, but they had a little bit of crossover, right? Which was us generally. So we were friends. We were buddies. We were, we had, I mean, we, we hung out all that stuff and we were good friends. And there were two times in high school that we kissed and we're not like dating. We're not hanging out anything. It was just dumb. Right. So of course now, not only am I having to remember how I acted and things that went down in high school, but like when I went out with friends or anything like that, but I also have to remember that not that my husband who is trying to parent with me now, we're trying to come up with solutions to not let our child be like the way the other one was in high school because we were there for it. We both saw it. We both lived it together. I can't, I can't even pull one over on my husband being like, Oh, well in high school I did this, this, and this. Cause he will be like, no, you did not. That is not. I I was in the library all the time. Right. Exactly. I was very studious. I, You know, this was, I never did anything with friends or went out or was never rebellious or anything, but I cannot do that. And goodness knows he can't pull anything on me. So of course, the other day she gets invited to go to this boy's house to go hang out during the Super Bowl. And so she, she asked me first, (laughs) smart. I said, I've got to talk to your dad. I tell him, and of course he rolls his eyes first and was like, um, as long as she understands that our rules for here take place there, because we have a very open door policy. If there are people of multiple genders here at any time, they have to have doors open and allow us to walk through the room or walk by. They can't be in bedrooms, period. But like in the basement, we have a basement that's got a big TV and couches and games and stuff like that. They can all go hang out down there. But the rule has always been one, the doors are open and two, we can walk through at any minute and there can be zero problems with it. Like you can't say mom or anything. So he's basically saying as long as the rules apply there as well. And luckily we know his parents Okay. And that's, that's helpful. It's very helpful. Um, and, you know, he's kind of shy. And my daughter can be kind of shy around him, if you will. So I'm kind of just hoping they're just, you know, looking to eat some wings and mozzarella sticks and like watch the Kelsey brothers play or something. Like that's really the point of the day is what I'm hoping. Now, are they but the same all- age in the same class? Same and same. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Yeah. I just have to think my daughter has hit me a couple of times with, I'm sure you did this in high school. And I'm like, girl, no, no I, <laughs> I will lie. I, continuously. There I are lie. good, there are good lies through. and there are bad lies. I'm, I'm yes. lying. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And you know what? And I'm appalled that you and your friends are I'm, even talking about this. Are you know people I am that a, do this? I'm a decent human being. And you know why? Because right. I didn't do any of this stuff in high school. I'm a you successful hardworking. That's right. Library. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, 
It it is Listen, a daily you've, struggle. You've at least got two girls, so you can mess up <laughs> with one of them and then apply whatever the thing that you messed up with. You can learn on the second one, right? I've yes. got a boy and a girl, many yeah. years apart. Yes. I've already told my husband, I'll take care of the girls, get her ready, get her. You're handling the boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I no, can't. I, know. I, I can't. Yeah. And, you know, so I've got a little friend of um, a group of mom friends here, if you will. We, we can hang out every once in a while and stuff. And their children are the same age as mine. So that's how we all kind of got to know each other, right? Because you end up at the same stuff for the same grades and whatnot. Um, and they all play the same sports. So like my daughter was playing basketball and their boys played basketball, but they all have boys. Okay. And I'm the only one that has a girl. And, you know, it's funny when we all get together and talk because I, I can tell them all this stuff that I know about their kids or their group of friends and stuff, because my daughter tells me everything to a fault, everything. And, you know, we have kind of a common rule. Like, obviously, if you hear it within the circle of mom friends, it stays within the circle. And if you repeat it, you don't repeat who it came from, right? Because you don't want to break your kid's trust. Um, but hearing some of the things they have to deal with as boy moms, thanks a lot. You have fun, Jeanette. That's, I'm I'm not on board with that at this time, boys seem super cute and fun until about 13. So I'm, I will, I'll help all I can with the girl, but you're on your own for the boy. I am not looking forward to either one of them. I want to keep <laughs> them just how they are. Right. Now. Yes. Yes. Well, so speaking but, you know, of my daughter is at that stage where she Snapchats boys, she talks to boys, she has boys in her friend group. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. And those boys in that friend group, one day, uh, one of them's going to ask her to come over and watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> not at a party. Just nope, come not as my house. Not at a gathering. <laughs> And, and that's always a fun face that you'll make whenever she says, hey, I got invited over to so-and-so's house to watch some Super Bowl. And I'm like, oh, fun. Who else is going to be over there? And she's like, his mom and dad and sister. And I'm like, Do you like football? <laughs> Do you know how the game pop works? Pop, pop quiz. Who's playing in the Super Bowl? If you can tell me both teams in the Super Bowl, you can go. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of the all of a sudden Bowl, she's a football fan. And she can't yeah. miss the Super Bowl. <laughs> He's like, Mom, can you get me a Kelsey jersey? Whatever. <laughs> which one? Exactly. If you can tell then, me which one, <laughs> you have to name their position and number, and then we'll go from there. Um, so yeah, so that's what I was going to bring up. So Super Bowl is coming up. You come from the sports family. I come from a sports family that Super Bowl is always at least on, even if we don't have people, our teams in it. Um, oh, yeah. but, uh, we've got, we've got a big game coming up this weekend. Obviously the big chat is that there's two brothers playing each other. First time that's happened in the Super Bowl. Um, the Kelsey brothers whom, 
America has kind of fallen in love with. Um, I think everybody was in love with Travis Kelsey first, but now Jason has stepped onto the pictures, you know, the family man of the year. Um, so who are you pulling for this weekend? The Eagles. Jason Kelsey. <laughs> You're going for Jason. Okay. <laughs> I'm going for Jason. I'm team Jason. Now look, usually I'm team Travis. I'll be team Travis in every other way. Right. For right. the game. Yeah. Team Jason. See, I'm very, very conflicted. I'm a lot like you on this. You know what? I don't, I don't care for, I don't care for Patrick Mahomes all that much. <sighs> Same. Okay. So that's kind of my problem. Yeah. I don't know who doesn't like Travis Kelsey, right? So, right. I mean, people are going to take him over anything if they had to choose. But, but I'm like you, I'm like, ooh, but when it's the quarterback that you don't really like. And, and the coach for the Eagles. Way more fun to watch on the sideline than Andy Reid. I've never really paid attention to him. You will now. You will. Okay. Just All take right. a look. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can go watch it with the boy that I like. Well, <laughs> as long as you leave the door open. <laughs> with my husband, just to clarify. <laughs> a door open policy, please. Uh, well, okay. Well, may the best Kelsey win. I did hear that Jason's wife is 38 weeks pregnant. She is bringing oh. her, um, her OB to Stop. the Super Bowl as her guest. And just in case. Yeah. 38 I hope they have pregnant. a suite. That would be awkward. In the um, to be like. Yes. In the stands could be a problem. Um, yeah, it was. So Jason Kelsey gave a update that they haven't fully decided on the name for the baby, but that he got started. People started sending him these videos on TikTok. They started tagging him and like people he knew were sending it to him of this woman who does name predictions based on your family and your, um, uh, your last name and your other kids' names and things like that. Right. And she, says, you know, that she's not a sports fan, but she wanted to put together a list for Jason Kelsey of what she believed she was predicting. One of the, one of the names on her list would be one that he would choose. And she's like, you know, well, I'll see if it comes true, but I hope that during the Super Bowl we get to find out. And uh, Jason said it was funny, you know, um, but that, he watched the video and he felt like his house had been bugged because there he said really? we haven't we haven't decided officially on the name but at least 3 of the names on her list are our top names wow so he didn't say which one but anyway so now I'm like super curious to hear which one it is and then see how that woman gets famous yeah this will be his third child and his third girl oh yep good luck sir Curry. Uh, yes. Yes. So, so everybody you, should be watching. Have you seen any parts of the Kelsey podcast with him and Travis and they have their parents on there? It is hilarious. It's like, hilarious. They are it's, so likable. It's the so whole family. Funny. It's just, it's adorable. They are. And 
you know, the brothers, I love the approach they're taking to this whole thing. Like, I, I can't, I mean, obviously I wasn't there whenever they discuss it, but I can only imagine if they're smart, they're meeting up after they both end up making the Super Bowl, right? They made the game, they get on the phone or they meet up and they're like, look, we get it. One of us is going to win. We both want to win, right? Like we want that for our team. We both want to win a Super Bowl. However, if we play our cards right, the Super Bowl is going to be the smallest amount of fame we have. You know, the rest of it's going to be that we are America's brothers, right? Yeah. We can play up our podcast, which they've had for a long time prior to this. Um, so, you know, they, their cod- podcast is boosting right now, like booming numbers. It's got everybody's discovering it. They're funny. They're getting sponsorships. They're all, I mean, they're setting themselves up for a really good situation. Yeah. I I enjoy it. And I'm not one of those who, like, I normally the podcasts I listen to are, besides Chick Chat, are right, yeah. true crime, things around that right. nature. Right? Sometimes uplifting things, but I enjoy them. Like, one of the recent, one of the episodes, Jason asked his mom, like, they've asked, they've asked weird questions, like, how did you meet all this stuff to their parents? But yeah. he asked his mom, okay, mom, so who are you pulling for for the Super Bowl? And she was like, well, of course, both. She's like, he's like, no, we're on a boat and it's going down and you can only save one of us. <laughs> like, who would you yeah. save? And keep in mind, one of them is the father of your grandchildren. <laughs> like, That's right. Those type questions. And Travis is like, whoa. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I love hearing their it's banter. Hilarious. It's fantastic. And like I said, the fact that they're having fun with it, right? Like they're not yeah. being nasty about stuff and like you know there's it, they're not the first brothers to be in the NFL and be on separate teams but they're the first two to make up both teams to the Super Bowl right and yeah, I think right. that's just I think it's super cool I think their family obviously should be very proud I think the boys are the guys the boys are you know I think the guys are doing it right on how they're approaching it and really kind of just playing up the fun side of it um so did you ever watch, um, um, what was the name? Did you ever watch Travis Kelsey's reality show back in the day? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, I think. Mary that, Margaret, you know, the answer is yes. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm kind of thinking that people maybe have chosen to forget it because it wasn't like super awesome. Was it great? Was it, it wasn't great. Was it catching Kelsey or chasing Kelsey? Catching, no. It was one of those. I don't know. It was, it was one of those. But his brother was on that, too, on a few episodes. Catching Kelsey. Is it Catching Kelsey? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it was Catching Kelsey, and it was the, the awkward, not awkward, the unique thing about it was that he was actively playing during, and yeah. it wasn't, like, during season, but, like, he was an active player in the NFL, which yes. is different because you've got – that's again not the first athlete to be on a reality show, is reality dating show, but usually those guys are retired. Yeah, like Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer, thank you. Yeah, but um, yeah. So you know he's still single, it so was, clearly that's not exactly like it didn't work out great for him. But it out great. He's but got again, a little bit of a camera presence, kind of- though. He does. Um, yeah. And it, the show wasn't great, but no. I enjoyed it because he was funny. 
Exactly. Um, the girls were just like they are in The Bachelor. They were whatever. But yes. he was hilarious. His friends were funny. And then when the times that his brother was his brother was on there, their relationship was because they couldn't be more different, right? Right. Like, and that is the other part to me that's just like you can tell and get from the way they talk to each other that they're close and they're family, but yes. they couldn't be any more different than each other. And, and I think yes, that plays into it makes it as total well. sense that they're brothers. It makes yes, it completely Perfect makes sense. sense, especially when you hear them talking to each other, like yes. and the way they interact with each other. It's it's the cutest thing. Like when I saw his brother on the show, I was like, oh, that's his brother. That's interesting. <laughs> right, right. But I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what happens. I know there's going to be some fanfare behind that. A lot of people talking about it, which is. Great. You know, I think it's brought in probably a, a handful of more fans, you know, new fans to watch yeah. the Super Bowl. Uh, Rihanna performing. Um, that'll be a big ticket bring in, obviously. Um, Tom Brady has retired. So, again, so again. now there is buzz around that happening right here at the Super Bowl. He just signed like a stupid amount of money contract yeah, with talk. Fox. Yeah. To talk into talk Zoolander the into the cam into the camera. Um, <laughs> he's already posting pictures in his retirement, sitting around wearing his underwear. And it's like, Tom, I'm going to need you to, to just relax. Just take a little break for a minute. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's sending out thirsty pictures already. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I'm not, Whatever. I was already kind of over. I think I told you like my theory on him in the first place was that he retired the first time. Like he's faking his own death. He wants to see who all shows up at the funeral. <laughs> and then was like, surprise, like I'm not dead. Right. You know, who cares? But, who cares that I'm retiring? Nobody. Yeah. Okay. But thank well, you all for I'm coming. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we're going to, we're going to take it back. We're going to start from the beginning again. And so whatever, I'm kind of not been on the Tom Brady train. So I wasn't surprised he was going into broadcasting because that's just what they do. Oh, but, no, no. um, yeah. So I could listen to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman talk like all day long. I know not everybody is a fan, but I'm not excited about Tom inter intervening himself. So we'll see. No. Um, so yeah. Um, I, all right. Here's the thing. I don't want to talk about this, but I feel like if we don't, then we're doing a disservice to who we are as a podcast and as girls who have only talked about this for a while now. But okay. did you read the book Spare by Harry? I have read half of it. Okay. it's. I started late. I, I got it when it came sure. out. Sure. Things happen, and I I didn't start it till very late, but like I can't put it down. Oh, really? Yes, I'm okay. like anxious to continue reading it. Okay, I have completed it. I've I've finished it. Um, I did get through. I would say probably like you, I got through like halfway, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do it, like. I don't know if I can go anymore. Like I was, I just had so many thoughts 
And the writing for some reason is so flowery to me that I'm like, it's I'm very British. It. Oh my gosh. It's very I've flowery. I, I found myself in some say. of it. I was like, okay, I don't know what some of these things mean, but I'm going to put it in the context and this is what I think it means. Right. Because yeah. right. I don't know what he means when he says this because I'm American and I don't use exactly. that word, but this is what I think it means because but I'm going to take a good sense. educated guess. Yes. Yeah. And I felt almost like I was reading a journal that he has kept because the chapters are very small. Yes. There's different sections of the book, but then each of the chapters, it's easy to think that you're like speed reading because you're all of a sudden right. you're on chapter one and then all yes. of a sudden an hour later you're on chapter 30. Like, yes. But no, I've just read a page, right? It's so, a page and a half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of thoughts already. Like, yeah. and I can't wait to get to, you know, the part I'm waiting to get to. So. Which one? I've read Jesus, he tells us of, everything. I've, which one? I've which read, part? I'm waiting to get to the Megan part. Oh. That was well, like and the I'll tell you why. Part. Oh, was it? Yeah, I mean, good gracious, we've heard it heard all. It? Okay. We've heard it all. We all know the story. We all this. I'm hearing about Harry's first time having sex. I'm hearing about Harry's yeah. lotion on his private parts that remind him yeah. of his mother. I'm hearing about. That was awkward. You know, all <laughs> these things that I'm just like, why? Why, Harry, love of my life, why are we sharing this? Now, let me pause on that because I love a star-packed biography. Like, I love a story written by the person and giving me all the grit and the dirt and everything. I love it. So that side of me is like, hell yeah, Harry, I dig it. Tell me everything, right? And I applaud you for that. In that case, or in that scenario, I enjoyed the book and I think he did a brilliant job, right? However, the other side of me is saying, okay, if I take out the fact that like he can write a biography all he wants to, right? Or autobiography. I don't know that this was the time to do it. I feel this would have been better served years from now. I feel like things are still very, very fragile with his family. And at this point, it's toast. I think he's said too many names. He's called out too many things. He's been, unfortunately, caught in a couple of mistakes of things that he's said and there's been contradictions later and whatnot. So to say like he has in every interview that he wants to have a family relationship, he wants this to, he wants to move on. He wants things to change. I don't know that this was the way to get it. So I had a a completely different take on it. Okay. Um, So, yes, he's named names. And 
I think in reading it, like, you're right. He's been called on certain things, but this very much reads like, and most biographies are going to be this way, but I think his especially, you know where you have those movies where it gives you one person's point of view and how things are happening and what they're saying and what their experience is. And then the second act is that other person's perception of the exact same events, but from their perspective and their experience. Right. And you look at it and you go, Oh, this person felt that way because this, but this person was actually thinking this, right? Yeah, sure. I feel like that's exactly what's happening in this is Harry is telling us from his experience, his point of view, what happened. Like even just talking, first of all, I think it's interesting that he's, and I don't think that his brother is going to be thrilled about this, but that throughout the book, he gives us his brothers, he what they call his brother in private, right? Willie. Right. Um, he's very much coming from that. I'm a son, I'm a brother type of thing. But like even him saying things like, well, when we were at Eton, I was told, you don't know me, you don't know me. Right. That's his, that's his experience. That's his point of view. But it, I know we'll never get it, but it would be so interesting to hear 100%. from William. Yeah. This is why, you know, yeah. I did tell my brother this, but this is why, like, I'm a senior, he's a freshman. You have to create your own experiences. Yeah. You can't be under me. But is that what it is? But Harry's not seeing it that way. He's seeing it as, I'm the spare. My brother doesn't care. He doesn't want anything to do with me. I feel like that's one side of it, right? Like, oh my gosh, he feels this way, but oh my gosh, I wonder if his brother really understood that that's how he took it because right. I don't think it is. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. Well, other- I also think on that specific point yeah. about like the, seeing it from both sides, right? Like, like you said, right. we're, we're never going to get William's side of it because they just, they're not, they don't do that. Right. Right. But I think me reading it, I was, as I was reading it, I'm, I kept finding myself being like, Harry, quit being a baby. Okay? But he is. That's the no, whole point. Not. Of the <laughs> well, let, let me re, let me take that back. He is in the sense, not being a baby, but in the sense that I mentioned that he calls him Willie throughout. Willie and Paul, you know? Yeah. They yeah. always refer to him as Harold. His yeah. full name, right? I think there's a piece of Harry and there probably always will be that's still stuck in that 12 year old. I lost my mother and he's searching for that comfort from someone and he's just not getting it right. His father tries, but that's not who he is. His brother is going through his own things with it. Right. So he can't right. comprehend. They didn't talk right. about it for years yeah. until they were well in their twenties. So I think the other half of that is I very much see this as an open letter to his father. I think this book was intended for his father and his brother, but they gave, let the world peek into it, right? Because well, he says at the beginning. Intend, it sure as hell wasn't intended for Camilla because he burned that bridge. Sure. Well, <laughs> I don't, and I don't think he cares about that, right? Because I still think he sees her as that other woman. Yeah, but yeah. I, you know, he mentions this, mentioned several times that his dad's a reader. His dad told him not to call him to write him letters. And then the very beginning of the prologue to the book, he's like, you really don't understand why I left. Well, here's why. Mm-hmm. I think this is an open letter to his brother and his father. It's the only way Absolutely. he can get everything he wants to say across. We're just getting to experience that with them. Yeah. Because 
But I do think there's a side, a different side we see of Charles in this. He has true affection for his father and says yeah. he tried. He does this, but he's always experiencing that I'm missing my mom. Mm-hmm. He can't give me that. I can't get that back. It's he's stuck in that 12. He's still traumatized and still has a lot of things happening to him mentally that carries over to physically that he just has not been able to get past. Yeah. And I would imagine, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a young, I I, I was an adult when I lost my father. I don't know what it would have been like had I been in my formative years in this type of family that's not emotional, that doesn't show affection that way, how that would have affected me when I'm used to getting that from my mom. I'm used to hugs. I'm used to kisses. I'm used to snuggles. And then all of a sudden that's taken away and I get a pat on the back. Right. Whereas William has been brought up a different way. Yes, he got all that, but on the other side, there's a formality part of it. He's always been given the access to his grandmother, to his father of this is how you act. You are third in line or second in line at this point. Um, And here's your expectations. So I think in some ways, what's interesting to me is that physically look wise, William is like his mother, but he's very much emotionally like his father, that detachment. Whereas Mm -hmm. Harry looks some similar to his mom, but less so, but Mm -hmm. is so much of his mother. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know. I just feel, and I, I, I kind of disagree that maybe I think there is some room for reconciliation. I do think it'll come from Charles, maybe not as much William, because I agree. I agree with that. There's some things here about William that's problematic and you just think on it and you're like, God, he's so snobby and so out of it. Like, for example, because it's just something that I've recently read is, that whole idea of a colonizer and native party where Harry dressed up as the Nazi. Yeah. And then you hear from him that William and Kate told him to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, how disconnected could you be from reality to mm-hmm. think that that was okay? This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation to learn more visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Right. And who, first of all, how posh or snobby and just completely out of anything do you have to be to even have a theme of a party that's colonizers and natives and not think there's a problem with it. Right. Right. Like, I think in that way, he paints William and Kate as they don't have, they're disconnected. They have no idea that this is a problem. They didn't then and they still don't now. And well, I think in that way but, is what William but, kind of looking at, like, you paint us as these bad people. And I'm not saying they're said. racist, but I think they could right. be, and I'm going to use the word ignorant, but in that time, they were ignorant to the fact that this might not be the best party, A, for you to attend. Right. And to tell someone to dress up as a Nazi with the history that your family has had with that and right. just the history in general with that. Right. Why would that be a great idea? Why would you ever put Harry in that situation? But I look at the situation as to the fact of how long ago was that? I mean, that was how many years ago? 
I mean, I don't know, 20. Uh, right. Exactly. Like it was, I mean, it was a lot, whatever it was, right. It wasn't in the last five years, you know? So Harry, you know, I feel like people kind of gave Harry a, a little bit of a, just a slap on the wrist for several things, you know, that he's done over the years and to, you know, expose William and Kate, if that is all true, that they suggested the costume. I mean, nobody held him down and put the costume on him, you know, sure. and nobody forced him to attend this party. So if Harry has grown and learned, learned from that mistake to this point now to where we're all buying his book and we're all, you know, feeding what he's serving us, right? Isn't it fair to say that William and Kate are different people now too and have learned and grown? Well, sure. Their sure. So, but the problem is they'll never come out and address it. And I think that's the issue. Whether but they're told they, not but, to or right, but should they have to, right? I mean, just because Harry is telling something about them, you know, I guess I there's think, you know, there's part of me that's like, hell yeah, please give us something. Like, of course, I want to hear this stuff, right? I want to hear it from the the future king's mouth, if you will. Um but I don't hold my breath on that. And so what I have to think is the same way that I tell stories as I remember them from when I was a kid of what my brothers did to me. Holy cow, the, the horror of everything they did to me. Right. But I look at it now as a 42 year old person and I'm like, OK, really, like, was it that bad? No. Right. Am I a little dramatic on how I tell stories about that? 100% because I can. Because I don't have my brother sitting right here beside me to say, no, 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 Mary Margaret, that's not how it went down. You know? So I can flare it up all I want to to whoever's going to listen. Um, and so there's that just, I guess that part of me that's like, I get that Harry was dealing with a horrible tragedy in losing his mom at a young age and being in the family that he's in. You know, I get that. I don't personally get it because I didn't have to deal with that. And I can't even imagine. Um, but, you know, there's obviously been a lot of things over the years and changes and growth and whatnot. And now he's, you know, very big on, um, you know, how to speak about his tragedy and a lot of stuff he's mentioned so many times that a lot of the stuff is being coming to surface again, right? Like he's remembering things differently now or whatnot. Um, you know, I guess just that part of me that still can't help but think like, okay, yeah, yes, William had to stay the course as the future king, if you will. But, and Harry mentions that he had to deal with it in his own way. But I just think we have to have some compassion for the fact that William does have to deal with this the different way because he was older. He had had more time with his mom. He is the one that's got to kind of be there. He's the one that, you know, has this lineage that he's destined for. And from what all we hear in the British news and stuff is that, you know, he's willing, he's ready to take on that responsibility of being king one day, right? So he's doing his best to prepare for it and to be the people's king, if you will, like his mom was. 
So I just think sometimes it came across to me when reading that Harry almost portrayed things a little bit like, woe is me. And that is why I did or am the way that I am. And William and Kate, you know, but William specifically, you know, it's all different for them. So they're, they're not experiencing things the way that I am. Well, yeah. I did, and I think he spared William a lot. I, I can, I know there's probably things that he's leaving out that oh, he probably sure. share the big dirt. Oh, I'm I sure. know that he <laughs> like, I'm not even going to bring up the whole club H thing, but I'm just going to say, I don't think Harry was in it alone. Right. Right. So right. I think he spares his brother a lot, but I also think again, in just his perception, there is some of Yes, we saw a lot of press about William, but we didn't see as much. We have never seen as much negative press about William as we have about Harry. So I do think in his perception, it's let's flower everything around William and I'll give you dirt on Harry because he's not going to be king. He's our spare, right? He's always felt like he's been sacrificed. His perception again, I think that's his perception. And then it is kind of a woe is me, but we also don't know what it's like to from the time of birth having cameras follow us around daily. I mean, right. my goodness. I There's things like that just want to keep, I don't want to have to look over my shoulder sure. every time I'm naughty because he's going to, he's both he and William went through formative years as well. They're going to do stupid things. We've all done stupid things that we wish we hadn't done. We've said things that we wish we hadn't said, but oh my God, to do that in public with, especially the British press, like where there's yeah. no boundaries. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't envy either of them. No, hundred percent. The other part of the book that I'm like, did Megan read this or skip over it? Well, okay. Let me preface it by saying preface by saying this. I think Harry was on course to leave. Maybe not the, not, maybe not his duties as a senior Royal, but maybe I think he was always on course to take the action that he's taken with Megan. I just think he happened to meet someone like Megan who could have been a catalyst for it's okay to leave. I'm with you. I'm willing to join this family. I'm in, I'm in it with you, but if you want to leave, we can leave. I think he just found that in Megan, but I think it could have been anybody. I think he would have given it up for anybody had they felt that way. I do feel like there was, of course, Chelsea was his first true love, I think had she stayed the course and said, I'm willing to put up with the press for you um, and and do whatever it takes to be with you and join this family, I think Chelsea would have likely been the one he ended up marrying. We can see yeah. how much he loved her in the book, right? Agreed. Agreed. But she wasn't willing to do that part of it. Yeah, she but didn't, I want, do think she didn't want royal life. She didn't life. want any of it. She didn't yeah. want any of it. But I think as she said, I'll take royal life, but then later had the same experience as Megan had. And she said, I can't do it. He would have left for her. So I don't believe it's Megan that is the problem. I think it's always been Harry. He just needed someone to support him and say, I'm with you. Whatever you want to do. If I'll be a royal, if you want me to be a royal, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had these thoughts. But if you leave, it's okay to leave. I'm with you. We'll do this together. We'll take the hits together. But I think it could have been yeah. Chelsea. I think it definitely could have been Chelsea had she been willing to put up with all the things that came with it. Yeah, I think that 
you know, hearing him talk in the book, like they, I could have seen Harry end up, I could have seen Harry end up very Bachelor-esque, you know, for a little while longer and gone to Africa and been living there or gone to some of these places where he can still be a royal, but he's more in the trenches, a little more like his mom was and different stuff. I could have seen that as his sort of, his path, you know? Absolutely. Um, and, and been a little bit of the playboy because he could, because he's the spare or whatever. Right. Like that's that I could see is fine, but, um, yeah, you know, the Chelsea stuff, I mean, it was just interesting. I, you know, since the book came out, Megan's been pretty quiet. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, do you think she skipped over that section? Like just the whole referring to her as Chels and the first thing I want to do is see Chels and I'm like. Megan's yeah. like, I'm just going to skip to the part about me. <laughs> like, well, they also, um, this past weekend, the the first sexual encounter partner came forward. Oh. And was like, because, you know, he never refers to her by name in the book. It was a mate that they had been drinking and then they go out to the back of the pub and they're in a field and she liked horses. So she smacked his butt, you know, like. She gave an interview. Oh yeah. She's now come out because they were pals. And so enough people already knew who it was that were in their like buddies circle back in the day. Right. So how much older is she? I mean, she's like, like under, I mean, I can't even remember. I'm going to pull it up while we're talking. Um, But yeah, she's come out because she was actually getting like some flack for it. Like her parents didn't know. And (laughs) And (laughs) oh, by the way, that's me. I was in a field. Surprise. (laughs) Could have been a princess. Could have been a princess. <laughs> Tell our children how we met at a pub and went in the backfield. <laughs> That's like, where we conceived. Yeah, it's um I think she's now like she was like, oh thanks. You know, that thanks for sharing this to me. Um let's see here. This is yes, quote, older woman who took Prince Harry's virginity behind the pub speaks out for the first time. Um, a woman has come forward saying she's the older woman who took Prince Harry's virginity saying, uh, she had passionate and sparky encounter with the Duke as a teenager. Her name is Sasha Walpole, Walpole. And she and the Prince had sex in a field while after she had worked as a groom, at Prince Charles's residence, which is Highgrove House, she is 40 years old right now. So Okay, so he's what, 38? Yeah. And then she said the 40-year-old said that the sex was passionate and sparky, but just between two friends. Uh, said that the tryst actually happened in the summer of 2001, which would put him at 16 years old. Uh, She's like, it was 
she said, quote, it was literally wham, bam, between two friends. <laughs> um, one thing quickly led to another. We ended up on the floor. Um, it was only passionate because we shouldn't have been doing it. Uh, they had drank several shots of tequila at the time. The security team was searching for Harry during the, uh, while the two canoodled. We were both drunk. It wouldn't have happened if we weren't. It was a moment of passion, spontaneous, wild, exciting. Obviously, I must have fancied him on some level as he was always up for a laugh. Uh, she was shocked that the intimate moment was shared in his book. Um, no one warned me about this night being included in the book and Harry or his people could have found me and told me that they wanted to do so. I lead a very peaceful life. I did not invite this. But um, all he said was it was an older woman. He didn't but, like go into detail. No, I know. But I think, like I said, because they were friends and because of the group that they the had, like together. enough people knew. Like we were at the pub that night. She was there. She was older. Yeah, I'm looking at the story now in the Daily Mail that he's looking at her. Yes. So you can see there's oh that picture gosh. of them as teenagers. Yeah. Outside like a polo match. Right. But she she was the one that, you know, tended horses and stuff at Charles's house. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean again, I agree with you. It's not I don't I don't <laughs> think it was that big of a deal. But I don't, I'm not in her position, right? So I don't know. Well, um, and I mean, I don't, Harry probably would have given her a heads up had he thought he was very, it was very much a Passover sentence. It was, I thought he was yeah. contacting me about this tryst I had in the right. back of the pub with an older woman. And then he moved on. We never hear about it yeah. again. Right. So I'm sure he was thinking about it like, I'm not identifying people. Of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't legally have to. Um, right. I think she probably was just more like, hey, by the way, <laughs> other people already <laughs> knew who I was. So can we not? Yeah. Can we, could you maybe give me a heads up before my dad went and bought the book or something? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's. Sasha, this you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is this the night that she told me that she was staying over <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this book is so British. I love it because you I find myself reading it in like his British books. <laughs> That's not where you were. Yeah, I. Yeah, it is. It's the book's very British. The book is very flowery. The book is very. Oh my! It was. It was like I was envisioned that this was falling from the sky and this. You know, everything is very it. British and very posh. Like I would oh, imagine someone who grew up absolutely. in royal to speak that way. Like, absolutely, I think in the British culture, it's either one way or the other, right? It's either extreme flowery or it's hot jumbled mess. Like yeah. there, there's one or the other. So <laughs> overall, like I said, from an autobiography standpoint of what I'm going to choose to read, I was like, hell yes give me all this book, right? From an outsider standpoint of someone with siblings or someone who, you know, any, any problem, you know, someone who's experienced trauma and stuff like that. I kind of looked at it like, okay, like you've kind of said this now, but now you're doing all these interviews and now you're naming names and you're, pointing fingers and you're 
you're kind of like, oh, I'm going to tell you this stuff, but no, no, I really, really want a relationship with my brother, you know? And while that's beautiful to say, I just, I I think it's going to be a while. Like you said, I do agree with you about like, I think this was like a, uh, an op-ed to Charles. I think it was a, a details of here's what I've been going through, Pa, you know? Um, And I, I get that. And I, I like thinking of it that way. Um, but I hope he gets to go to coronation. Well, they're planning I, on it, right? Well, I think, you know, Charles has said that he would like Harry there. I hope that Harry goes through with it. And I also hope that, you know, that we could, you know, see the brothers together or something at some point. And I hope for everybody's sake that the brothers, not from a Royal family, not from a, a fame standpoint or not from anything else other than you should always have a relationship with your siblings. Right. Yeah. I don't care if you're famous or not. Like I would want that for somebody. So hopefully those things come to play out and, you know, they've set the date for the coronation. They've just announced it. I can't, remember when it is, but is it May, right? Sometime in is May. it May? I couldn't remember March or May. May sounds right. But yeah. either way, that's coming up. And we will if even if we don't hear another word about William or Harry up until that time, we know we are gonna have coverage on this come May. So well and I have been reading that Charles specifically would like to start the conversation with Harry the reconciliation conversations prior to that. Like right. he doesn't want that to be the first time since the book that he yes. and William all get to talk to each other. And because I, I do think, I, I think the book in just the way he described part of, obviously I don't know Charles personally, but in the way that he describes his father in the book, very affectionately, you can tell that there's yeah. true love there. Yeah. Um, I do think that maybe Charles read this book in a different way. I think he did read it, whether they palace tells us he did or not. I think he did read it. Um, William, I don't know. I think he probably did or read parts of it or had it read to him, whatever. Um, but I do think Charles got it. Maybe more think, because as siblings were more stubborn. You think they were listening William to audio? Might have. I, I think William might have. I don't know. Charles, he said, described Charles as a reader, that he likes yeah, to read, yeah. that he likes letters. He didn't really say anything about audio with him. I think William maybe listened I to the audio William part. Like, that way he fast forward. His, <laughs> I was about to say, you think he's got his AirPods in and then he's like, uh, like going, you know, out for a stroll or he's, or he's on a treadmill or something. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, listening. like you said, he gets to the next chapter and he's like, ugh, I've already heard this story. And so like, that no one has it. to know that he's reading it or that he's, yes. it's private for him. But I yes. very much think that it may have accomplished what Harry had hoped it would accomplish with Charles. Um, yeah, sure. Because, and I think Charles will say something similar to your siblings are really all you have besides your families. Once I'm gone, it's just you guys and your families, and we need to figure this out. Um, I think William's just in that phase where he's upset. He's hurt. Yeah. And Harry is too. You know, William may have felt the same way had things been said and done about Kate the way they have been said and done about Kate and their children. I mean, about Megan and their children. He's not in Harry's position. 
So I think right now it's hard for both of them to see the other's point of view. Whether William feels trapped and wishes he could have the life that Harry's been chosen and he feels obligated, but he's, he's duty first. That's William's business. Just like if Harry chooses to leave, that's, it's nothing against you. That's just what right. Harry chooses to do. I think they're both in that phase where they're very much siblings. They're butting heads. Each wants to prove that they're right and that they're point and that, you know, this is the, what the life we've been given. This is the life we should continue to lead. But mm-hmm. Harry's saying, no, that's the life you were given. I don't have to, you know, I think there's very much that whole thing well, going that, on. But, you know, that's, that's what, you know, you can say, no, Harry's like, no, no, that's the life you were given. I don't have to do anything because I'm the spare. You right. know, there's been people that have abdicated in the past. If William really didn't want to that wholeheartedly, like, then it would don't. pass to his children. But right. Then it would pass don't his do children, it. Not Harry. Yeah. Well, and but that's the thing. I think William is ready to take it on. I think yeah. William understands that the, for the most part, from what I understand, at least the, the people of England and, you know, all their countries, they rule and stuff are ready for William to come in and Kate, yeah. you know, they are ready for that change, that spice up that different feel not in a risque, weird way, but just in a freshening up, right? And and I think William, you know, maybe he maybe he wants that. And it's kind of like, hey, Harry, like, yeah, sure, it wasn't for you, but it is for me. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, you have to be okay with the fact that I dig my life. You know, we don't know. And like I think maybe that's where they're yeah. And, and that you could know, be where there's stuff know, like you know, neither Harry, side like, understands each other. Exactly. You know, and and there has to be that understanding that it's okay to have these separate preferences, if you will. It's okay. Doesn't mean mine's wrong or that yours is wrong, whatever. Somebody, you know, we have to be okay with the fact that you didn't want this life. I do like this life. Like I enjoy it. I want to make this change or do this. I have plans. And and even if I don't like it, I'm obligated and I'm going to do it to the best of my and ability. I'm, and I'm going to do it the, the best that I, exactly the best way I can. Yeah. And maybe I make a difference in things, you know, but don't tell me that I, you know, that it's the worst thing out there because it's not for me. It just right. wasn't for you. I think they both just have to get to the the space where they're listening rather than talking. Let's not do the, he he said, she said that my side versus your side. It's really listening and empathizing with the person you're talking to Mm -hmm. and then coming to some sort of understanding that I didn't realize you felt that way. You know, it's almost that old exercise. I don't know if you did in health class where I hear what you said what I take from that is this, or when you say, I feel you right. know, those type of exercises that in theory sound like use a British word rubbish. Like, okay. Who yeah. Talks like that? But I honestly think like, that's what they need. They yeah. need to take the wives out of the equation. It needs to be the three of them. And at some point it needs to be just the two of them. Yeah. Say, I love you. I, you're my only sibling. Our children, we have children, they need to have a relationship. We've got to get to the point where we understand why 
each has chosen the life they've chosen and be okay with it. And be with okay the fact that we are yeah. different. We're different. We, you may not agree. You may not understand, but I need you to be okay with it and, and yeah. know that I'm happy and I did this for me. It's nothing yeah. against you. Right. It's not, I will support you in any way you need me to support you as king other than coming back and working as a senior royal. And Unless they versa. decide to do that in the future. Right. And vice versa. I will yeah. support you choosing to leave, but I need you to support me in the role that I am taking part in. Yes. You know, Absolutely. and that I am going to do it to the best of my ability and that I, yes, I do want change, you know, and maybe you could, you and I can talk about these things. I understand yes. you're not going to have an active like job doing it, but Hey, talk to me. Like I am going to be this guy. So maybe I can help make a difference. So let me do my job that I'm excited about and put some, put some bugs in my ear, you know, but let's yeah. do it in a civil manner, not by calling each other out and pointing fingers or putting blame on anything. Like, so we're different. So what? Yeah. So it's I it's it's not over. Um, I think no. I think a lot of people got a lot of Harry and Meghan all at once. Yes. Like Even there me. was an onslaught <laughs> of yeah. Harry and Meghan, and it was a little exhausting in my mind. Not because but I do appreciate that she stayed out of this part of it. Hundred percent. I appreciate that she hasn't given her thoughts on the book yeah. or anything. It's like, we did our Netflix thing. We were together for that yeah. couple of weeks and then his book came out and it's all yeah. him. So, you know, as, as much as I appreciate the information that's been shared and the juiciness <laughs> of a lot of things, um, I do think people got exhausted of Harry and Megan. I think it was a lot of like the Spencer and Heidi back in the day, you know, when, yeah. E News uh, basically said, like, or MTV said, you're not allowed to be broadcast on here at anything and all this stuff. Spencer and Heidi, you know, they've come back around and now they're easing their way back in, but they learned their lessons too. You know, <laughs> okay, sometimes we need to just take it down a little bit, a couple notches. So there's, we're on a down slope right now, coming off the hairy high. And maybe, you know, by the time coronation comes around, it will have been fairly chill and we can ease back up to royal business. And, and maybe and we can get a that. Harry and William podcast that comes on right after the Kelsey Brother podcast. I mean, what if? I would never get anything done. What <laughs> if brothers? Yeah. What if the brothers had the brothers as guests? Oh, yeah. And they each like took one of them and basically said, okay, we're going to kind of map this out for you guys. Here's how we as Kelsey's would handle this. <laughs> I think Harry would be all for it. William would be like, excuse me. <laughs> like, I'm, sure, I'm sure William's like, can I have Jason, please? <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's there, there will be, um, more stuff to come. And for now, you know, I, I can confidently shift my favorite brothers from the Royal brothers to the Kelsey brothers for a few more weeks. Yes. Yes. And, um, 
and and ride that Kelsey train. Maybe we should have like I need that autobiography. That's there you go. Now that's one we could get into. Oh gracious! I mean, I don't know how we ended up talking about football for so much, but. Just a couple of little tidbits before we sign off here. Just a couple of headlines if you have anything major to say. I was glancing earlier this morning at some of the top headlines that are coming out in entertainment news. And this is live right now. So uh, the top stories trending, uh, one being about Britney Spears and how people are now more than ever concerned about her mental state. Um, because we've seen the videos, we've seen the posts that she puts up, the, she looks crazy. She's acting silly. She's who knows what's going on. They said there was an intervention plan that's been stalled. Um, you know, I know she's out of the conservatorship, which I'm glad about. Um, but I do think that her history has shaped her and scarred her now. And, I do think she needs some protection, maybe not a conservatorship, but protection and people who are truly on her side as opposed to trying to control her, if you put it that way. Yeah, I, I'm honestly concerned. Like, yeah. I, I don't know that the conservatorship was the way to go, but she needs something and I don't know what it, that something the is. The conservatorship but... was not set up properly because it was handled right. through her dad and stuff like that. And it was so all, all financial. Stuff, I don't agree. Yeah. yeah. All that financial that stuff, just if it's a, so if it's something where I just yeah the recent the recent showings of her have just been concerning. Yes. Um, so I that's think yeah, there's there's something that's needed. Yeah. Some intervention that's needed. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. I'm not a, a mental health professional or a professional right. conservatorship or anything. But yeah. as a, if it were my family member, I'd be concerned. Yes. And I would want to be looking into help because I don't think right now trajectory is positive. Yeah. It's concerning. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, just thinking about all the possibilities. I think there's intervention that's needed sooner than later. And I hope Agreed. she gets the help she needs. And it may entitle entail her going away by herself for a while. Agreed. Agreed. Maybe just a little Britney time, little Britney time, little time. Without I know you're a, a newlywed, but maybe that's part of the problem. That's right. That's right. Um, moving on, um, they've announced that Allison Holker, who was married to Twitch, who sadly passed away, um, is now trying to seek control of his estate because Twitch died without a will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's I read a, big, a little bit more about that. Here's a big, it's, big reminder to everybody out there listening. Work up a will. There's free yeah. ones online. It doesn't have to be super official. It's just got to be jotted down somewhere. But it is very, very important. And it's so helpful to the people in your life that you loved and 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 that you are leaving behind. You You want to do what you can to make it easier on them. So I really, really encourage everybody to have a will simply yeah. prepared. So especially if you have assets that. Money Absolutely. That um, yes. So I did read a little bit more about that and it, it, it sounds like it's more of a formality and she submitted the paperwork. So yes. when a spouse dies without a will in California, 
if you're a 50% owner, you just have to put a, a petition in petition, to gain, in, right. petition to other 50%. And it's generally granted. Um, it's just a formality that without that piece of paperwork, it's just, she's still just a 50% owner. So right. I think that was more of a headline, a eye-catching headline versus yeah, what's sure. actually happening. Yeah. Yes. So and I still feel um, so horrible. Children, yeah, it's just it's crummy that they even have to go through with it because that obviously someone having assets like Twitch has, Mm -hmm. you should just have a simple will put together, right? Like, and then this wouldn't be a big deal at all, right? Um, yeah, it basically says in court documents, um, the couple was married or noted that they were married on December 2013. He resided in California during the entire length of their marriage. Um, it, the documents also state that the Ellen DeGeneres show co-executive producer, which was Twitch, did not receive any property through a gift, joint tenancy, life insurance, or any other beneficiaries after their wedding date. So she's asking for a determination of property passing to the surviving spouse, as well as com- confirmation of property belonging to the sp- um, surviving spouse. Um, she's wanting half of the community property, um, including production companies, investment accounts, as well as royalties from his work with Disney and Screen Actors Guild. So those add a little bit more to it. Yeah, that does add more to it. I didn't read that part of it. Yeah, because that that then becomes like, again, could have just been written in a will. That would have been a lot yeah. easier. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, I hate that she's having to go through that. I do think, I think it'll end up fine, but I hate that it has to happen. Um, And another tidbit, rounding out the top three bits of news is that Kyle Richards from Real Housewives has shared that she is now seven months sober. I thought you were going to go another way. (laughs) Oh, Sorry. It's like what? Speed up my speaking. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. I had kids late in life, but wow. (laughs) Surprise. Um, No, but that's fantastic. Congratulations to Kyle. Absolutely. She has, uh, she was explaining why she decided to quit drinking and how being sober has impacted her health for the better. Clearly. Um, She hasn't drank alcohol in nearly seven months as part of her health and fitness journey. She says, quote, truth is I don't miss it at all. I feel amazing. And so I don't see the point to do it right now. Um, Doesn't miss her signature drink. She she doesn't have a time frame that she plans to stay sober if she continues to do it at all. Uh, She's been very vocal about changing her workout routine and diet over the past several months after being a subject to rumors that she was on Ozempic. You've heard about this weight loss drug that is the big fancy shots that people with lots of money are doing. Um, She, uh, they, it's type two diabetes medication that people are using as a weight loss drug. Yes. I've heard of it. Which that's just not right. So, um, it's starting the fact that you're taking medicine from diabetics actually need it to live. Right. Exactly. Yes. Glad you can all afford it. Um, so anyway, aside from that, um, I think she's obviously trying to prove a point clearly, but 
I do applaud her because one less drunk housewife is fine by me. Yes. And didn't Kim, her sister Kim, have the same issue or struggling with the same issue? Mm, I don't know. Former Kim's housewife Kim messes. Richards. Or not, was it Kim Richards? Yeah. Uh, she got all kinds of messes, though. I don't yeah, I can't she does. keep up She's with her. Yeah, I can't keep up with her stuff. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're rounding out this episode. We will be um, having some more to talk about because the shows will come back. TV shows are coming back from their winter yeah. hiatus. Um, very happy we'll about Kelsey that. Ball over with. Yes. So we will find out the winner of Kelsey Bowl. We will find out the winner of Coronation Bowl. See what happens. Um, you know, when everybody gets together with their siblings. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, uh, you know, we'll be hopefully coming into some spring weather here soon and happy moods and let's, let's just, uh, can't wait till the next episode so we can talk about fresh things, not the Royal family. Maybe we can take a couple months off. Oh, you say that now. Wait till the next episode. <laughs> I know. We'll find some I mean, interesting things. I'm sure I'll about. be texting you at some point going, oh my gosh, did you read this part? Like, <laughs> uh, uh, there's been so many like TikToks and memes and silly videos and stuff that people are having a field day with Harry and Meghan's interview <laughs> skills and everything else. And so I will admit I've had a laugh at some of those. I understand I shouldn't be laughing at their expense or anything else, but you know what? They just put so much damn content out that it's hard to just miss. Stay hidden for a while. Let us miss you and Let's, want to see you again. Yes. Go go into a tiny bit of hiding. Go enjoy that family that you wanted to escape, you know, with. And just Give us more Archie and Lilibet and let us have them for a while. 100%. Awesome. Okay. Well, Jeanette, again... Hope you had a good birthday. Hope you have a Thank good you. Valentine's Day. Hope you enjoy the Kelsey Bowl. And, you know, cross your fingers that um, my daughter uh, has a good experience on her <laughs> Super Bowl and stays on separate couches. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, good chatting with you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been Chick Chat on the TV. If you've got questions or feedback, you can always send it to us on Instagram. You can find us at info at themesh.tv for any email questions you might have. Um, you know, and reach out. Tell us what you think about the brothers. And I won't tell you which brothers we want to hear about. Just tell us about your favorite brothers, period. And, um, and we'll talk to you guys soon. We'll catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.